0: Gensoku Radio Live number 86 tonight. Yeah, I am Lunar Spotlight here. We've got a few joining us as well. Uh, welcome to DMJ, Nano, Zara, and our guest who missed us last month. It is Gcube64. Welcome.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? Howdy. <sighs>
2: How
0: was everyone this evening?
2: <coughs> Just been getting over. Like, months of sickness.
3: Months. Man, don't
2: you love it? Don't you love it when you have, like, a perpetuating cold that goes between you, your family, and everybody around you, and then comes right back? That's how it's been.
0: No, no, I don't like that.
1: Do not like.
2: Well, that's my life.
0: Well, all right, then. So, we have live number 86, we have a lot of things to talk about this month, Uh, a lot of new games, we have new music on this show, a bunch of new announcements, that kind of tends to happen as we get towards the end of the year, and the holidays are just around the corner, and of course, shopping season, you know, game developers and everyone want people to buy their stuff, and so we have things like uh, almost Half-Life 3. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay hold up this was okay we got it we gotta talk about this right now because here's i had a prediction well before this this podcast uh-huh. where in my in my head i legitimately think that the last like whenever they decided to make the next that it would become a cultural worldwide phenomenon that would cause GDP crisis (laughs) in most countries. And (laughs) this wasn't as a joke. This was as like, I could see so many people taking off just to be like, Half-Life 3 is coming out. Those who are in the know about Half-Life 3 are going to be like, I have to play this game. It's the next Half-Life. People who don't know about Half-Life. Are going to be like, what is this meme that everybody's been talking about forever? Are and really? now, ha- and now we're getting essentially the next installment. Yeah, it's VRO.
1: It's been the next. It's been the like the longest running joke, <laughs> like since Duke Duke nu- Duke Nukem yeah. Forever.
2: Actually, yeah. no, I think it actually is longer than Duke Nukem Forever because Duke oh. Nukem Forever came out and sucked. Oh, this doesn't look like it will. Like if you have not seen what like if you if you have not seen the trailer for Half Life Alex, go look it up, people. It is so gorgeous.
1: Oh my god! So Half Life Two, a reminder, came out in November sixteenth, two thousand four.
2: But remember, it also got its HD. It's got its graphical update seven for Orange Box. (laughs) So there was there was a time where you know Half Life got a little update.
0: Oh my God! Just a fun little fact. Um, I have a screen capture of Half-Life Alex, the announcement trailer, being on YouTube. Fifteen hours, three point eight million views. Is it oh my! <laughs> Two days after this game came out, it was still number
2: three on trending. Jeez! Number three. <laughs> I don't see any video trending that long on YouTube longer That's... than like a couple hours. At the top five, yeah. Let alone the top three.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, man, we'll have to keep our eye on that one. I mean, we won't have to because everyone else is going to. So.
2: Now there is one key thing I want to talk about: the Half-Life Alex, um, launch,
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: that really doesn't really matter much with the game, but more with the development. So this will be launching on the brand new Source Two, engine, brand new, brand new oh. engine, mm. which is pr- looks pretty nice, um. But they're also going to be people who already have the existing Hammer, uh, development kit for, uh, essentially building mods for Source. Uh-huh. You guys will be getting updates before the release.
3: Holy cow. So I you guys aw. will
2: already be having Source 2 VR tools along with regular Source 2 tools.
0: I remember. I remember Hammer. Like, I didn't know what you were talking about. And like, oh, I've used Hammer before. <laughs> And
2: if you don't realize how big that is, what has come out of Hammer mod development? Team Fortress 2? Counter-Strike. <sighs> Day of Defeat. So, like, we're talking big mainline Valve titles have come out of just mods. The so, Dawn Wage. Just imagine what, like, a Counter-Strike VR game that's not Pavlov, you know? Yeah. Or, like... Oh, man, just... Or, like, what TF2 VR would be. Or what would be Dota? Or, oh. yeah, or like a, a arena-style Dota game, where it's like, instead of you having to play, like, a MOBA, you're playing, like, a 3v3, like, essentially, um, oh, what's that game? What's that VR game where you're playing in the arena and you just have to fight waves of people with, like, a sworded
0: shield? Um, I should know what that is, but I don't, because I don't own it. I-
2: I don't, yeah, me either. But like, it's like that, except you're playing as the Dota characters, and you got like spells and stuff. I think that would be cool. I want to see what 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 Source 2 VR mods would look like. Because actually, if you think about it, I don't think there's many moddable
1: VR VR games. Yeah, exactly. Like
2: at least at least at the level of most like Source titles, right?
1: Can't imagine rocket jumping and doing <laughs> VR.
2: Uh. Oh, dude, I would vomit. <laughs> uh. Wow, I already, I'm already terrified of thinking about what head crabs will be like. Oh. Yeah, let well,
0: alone. so it, at that point, it it gets much closer to a horror game at certain points because that would just be scary as heck. I mean, the fact, you get fact get to that it, actually, like it's so- you get to like better visualize how big a head crab is and how fast they are and stuff like. You're not just seeing it on the screen;
1: you're basically there as much as you can be. Especially, Especially if you... it's like when it goes onto your face,
2: <laughs> and you're gonna be like super immersed in... too because they developed this with, uh, um, everything that Steam VR is plus the index. And if you got feet in the
0: index with the knuckles, ah! Uh... Imagine if your headset had haptic feedback, and a head crab <laughs> jumped on your head. That would be, oh my gosh, that'd be scary. Oh
3: no.
1: I don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't either. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't
2: want that. I really don't want, like...
1: <laughs> so there's crabs. no, like, in-game mechanic for pulling off a head crab that gets on you, so I can imagine if it, like, latches onto your face, there would be, like, a mechanic to rip the head crab off of your face.
2: Holy crap, I just thought of this. Think about how many source... Source... uh Like, source engine developed um, horror games there are. And now they're releasing all of these VR stuff for Source 2, which we already know looks gorgeous and very immersive. And then just imagine people making horror games out of that.
1: Like, horror might have a resurgence in popularity because of that. Well, VR has already got quite a few uh, titles in
0: that category.
2: I don't think they're all good, though. There's nothing legitimately... Like, I've only found, like, maybe two legitimately scary VR games, and I'm not counting Outlast because Outlast stop.
5: Hey, hey, Nano. hey um, Nano, what was that game you? that your roommate was playing? Oh, uh, my brother was playing Redco VR, which is a very spooky game. So imagine, so it's a VR game,
0: but imagine that combined with Jackbox, where you have other players that are connected to the game that can trigger certain events whenever they want. So oh my gosh. doors creaking, the lights going out, that kind of stuff is controllable by the people who are watching you play this game, with us that I, just common. And really. you're
2: in VR. Yeah,
5: yes. and, and the player
0: oh is in my VR.
2: Oh god! Oh no, 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 no! That exists <laughs> my, uh, right now. You can my, go play it.
5: Yeah, my brother only could do two rounds before he had to stop <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's actually really intense. Yeah. Like there, there's, big... yeah.
4: Uh, Alien Isolation VR. Can we do that?
5: Oh, it's technically oh. doable, but the game was never actually built for VR, so it's very uh, questionable in how well it works. I think. I but feel I mean, like if, if, if they, they were, to,
0: yeah, if they were to do that, it would be its own game. But that that theme and that back, like everything that game is, but with VR would be next level. Oh
2: man, yeah. So Half Life Alex and Half Life Alex March twenty twenty March twenty twenty is gonna be like. The month
1: that, wow, that's pretty c- soon, too. Yeah, Cyberpunk, like to you have so. uh
2: Animal Crossing, you have uh, there, uh, Doom Eternal. It's interesting that you put Animal Crossing in all these other games. Well, because you got to understand, like, there are <laughs> two, two titles I imagine in my head that sell really well for Nintendo, oh, regardless sure. of what it is yeah. Animal Crossing games, Pokemon games,
1: mm-hmm. those so, the Animal Crossing games. So that's it's a, a funny way, way of saying right, Smash. I'll, I'll,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's. I I would also say, well, I, yeah, Smash, and then I would also even say Fire Emblem.
1: At least nowadays, yeah, for sure. Yeah, nowadays mm-hmm. at least at least
2: post uh, post GBA era. Yeah. Um, Sworded Shield just came out. I've been playing the heck out of that.
4: But you wait.
2: I got the dual pack, so I got both games. Oh boy! I'm So happy. Now,
4: yeah. I uh... Fire Emblem makes me sad that there will never be another Advance Wars game. I don't remember... Oh, the,
0: that hurts. I don't remember the last time I've had a handhold console. I mean, the last oh. one I had was the Game Boy Advance, so...
2: I... I a good one. I would actually go out, of, out, of, out on a limb and say, if you're going to buy a Switch now, buy a pack with Sorted Shield. I don't care what everybody thinks about, you know, oh, what about- they don't have national decks. It's totally worth it with that.
0: I mean, so I... Don't really pay attention, but like, what about Smash? Like, is there a pack that comes with that? Because I, f- I figure there probably might, like, maybe. Oh yeah, be. there is. And um, and and so, what was it? A couple of years ago or a few years ago, whenever it was, when I got a Nintendo Wii U, um, and basically specifically to play Splatoon, it came with a like a variety pack game, something or other um, that wasn't. Uh, Smash Brothers, though. And so I remember DMJ saying, oh, well, you're literally like the only person that doesn't have Smash now for that console. Yeah. And I still don't. And so if I do what you're suggesting and I get a Switch with the Sword and Shield pack or whatever, I would again probably be one of the only people on this planet or whatever that doesn't have Smash for the current yeah. gen console.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, yeah. I do think Smash is also a must. The Switch, like there's a yeah. there's a handful of must games. To Switch, I would I would go on a limb saying, I wouldn't say Splatoon two, even though that my heart is telling me everybody should play Splatoon. I don't think that's a must for most people because it's not everybody's cup of tea. Smash, uh, Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart.
1: Um, I'm starting to say uh, Luigi's Mansion three. I just finished yep, that Luigi, not too long ago, but Luigi's that Mansion game three is stunning.
2: I still have to finish it. I think I'm like on floor 10 or 11, it's so I still have like, to finish mine. My-
1: it's so good. I, I, I'm i kind of struggling to decide whether or not it's better than the first game or not. Uh, um,
2: see, this is where I'm having, I think yeah, i know I think it's lacking just a little bit of that charm that the first game had, uh-huh. but I think yep. a lot of the the first game's charm was like, hey, we have a game about Luigi. And now we're just like, okay, yeah, we have another game with a
1: Luigi. <laughs> For That's me, it was it like is. about that mansion atmosphere. Um, the mansion,
2: yeah. The hotel doesn't feel as like as the ghost,
1: good. Yeah. The ghosts ghost kind of lived there at that mansion, so it's.
2: You know what makes me upset? The fact that booze aren't mandatory. Really? Yeah, I don't huh. know why. As using the booze as collectibles, I have not caught a boo. I only caught one boo this whole game,
1: and I'm oh. on floor
2: ten, and I just like, because one, I don't think I'm actually detecting them because I go through the floor, and my controller's not fine. So
1: yeah, you need to head back down to a floor that you've already gone in order to uh, see a boo.
2: backtrack uh, backtracking. Uh, yep, it's like Metroid all over again.
1: Hey, I like Metroid, so that's not bad. <laughs> well, I do. I like
2: Metroid too, but like, man, there are some times where it's just, why do I got to back? Yup. Man. Yeah. The, uh, but yeah, Sword and Shield's really good. The raids are really fun. Um, I actually didn't think raids would be like cool in Pokemon, but they are. It actually feels, and it feels like a raid. Like things are difficult. Like you're going in and it's going to be like, if you don't if you don't have one person Dynamaxing and Dynamaxing at the correct time and pulling off the correct moves, it has the type advantage, you're screwed. And the fact that they're doing like events with raids is even cooler. Cause like right now it's like Butterfree is like you can get it from now until 2020 and then the, the Dynamax Butterfree and then they're going to be switching it up. So that would be really interesting. Um, the only thing I could really knock this game with is... Why is Meowth a steel type now? And why is that such the, the most lazy Pokedex entry I've ever seen?
1: Oh, what's what what's its entry?
2: It's, its entry is the reason why Meowth is a steel type is because it spent many years on a boat at sea and it just became a steel type. And then-
0: <laughs> We've got a lot of things to cover in this show. We'll be uh, back in just a little bit here. But uh, coming up is new music from Maikaze and something from, um, well, we're listening to Baguette's Ensemble. We've got Muan Kagura, Shibion Records, and Plus, Lampcat, Cat, Buta Otome, and maybe some Mathioli Records if we get around to it as towards the end. This is from Maikaze. We'll be back after a little bit here on Gutsuki Radio Live number 86. So, Key Radio Live number eighty-six tonight with Lunar, DMJ, Nano, Zara, and G Cube sixty-four. Yo. Yo. Hey. Yo. Hey, yo, hey, hey, yo. So instead of continuing on the topic of Pokemon, because once we yeah. start we never stop. Yeah, we we don't. We've got some actual Toho games that came out on Steam within the last month. Actually quite a few yeah. for just having been yeah, a lot. since the last show, so yeah. You wanna you wanna start us off, DMJ? Okay, I actually wanna talk about
2: Marissa's particular magic shop. Now I haven't gotten this one yet. Because I haven't been able to sit down and play much outside of Pokemon. But it's like a racketeer. If you guys have ever played um receteer or Racketeer, I can't remember oh. what like the actual pronunciation of that game is. I think the game
0: oh, the, a- a- the game makes a reference that it sounds more like racketeer, but it's racketeer. Yeah. So use that one.
2: Um, which if you haven't played that game, it's one of those games where like you own a shop, you 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 put prices up, people have to go buy, and then you go out and you do some dungeon crawling to get more items. Well, think of it without the going out and dungeon crawling for items. It's like a shop management game. And it's really interesting. Hmm. Uh, um, which I actually kind of like. Uh, shop management games, though yeah. Although, Like uh, games like Moonlighter is really good.
0: Yeah, it, my understanding is that it's basically, it's it's similar to Recuteer, except for, I don't think it has the adventuring elements that you'll find in that one. So it's more about the actual management of your shop and developing new products, expanding your store, running promotions, blah blah blah. Um, what, the, <laughs> reading the description on steam uh, kurasame magic shop is hidden deep in the forests of Gensokyo. it's so remote in fact that there aren't any customers <laughs> just as marissa is despairing over her lack of sales self-proclaimed management consultant yukari appears oh Cherno is added to the team as head of human resources <laughs>
2: There's a lot going wrong with her shop if Shurdo is added to the team as the head of HR. And
0: Marissa Uh sets her sights on rebuilding Kurosami Magic Shop. So, yeah,
3: it's it's that kind of game.
2: Okay, hold on, Lunar. Uh If today, okay, if today, let's just say, like, we all didn't exist at Hosts, and you you needed people to come on and Yukari appeared in front of you and said, I'll be your management consultant to get you talent. And Shurdo showed up. It was like, and I'll take care of communications. <laughs> would you be confident in GR going forward at that point?
0: I think I think people would tune into Gonsoki Radio at that point just to witness the train wreck that would happen afterwards. <laughs> because it would be that that interesting. Like, as a I'm case just, as a case study, like, what happens when you put these people together? Let's find out.
2: I'm just, I'm just imagining in my head, like, what Shudo and HR would look like.
1: <laughs> just, just like her with like a little tie on.
2: Like somebody somebody says something something mean on, on like a social media site, she goes track them down and just freezes them. <laughs> like I took care of the problem.
1: Uh-huh. I see nothing wrong here. Yeah, this is not. Why?
2: Just walk into her office. It's just filled with frozen frogs and everything's ice and you're just
0: like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "This is fine. It's the opposite of the burning office meme." It's like it's just frozen. <laughs> this is okay. So this is fine.
2: Meanwhile,
1: needs to get on that.
0: Yeah.
2: Meanwhile-, <laughs> meanwhile, Yukari's like the management consultant. She's getting like like teenagers to come in and run like the uh, the front the front area doesn't train them on how to actually run the front end of the shop and it's just just like what are you doing and they're just shoplifting everything they're just like coming in taking things and leaving
0: <laughs> wait wait a minute so well okay human resources doesn't typically handle like
2: parents, oh no no I'm talking but... about Yukari at this point
0: no but I'm like I'm talking about Yukari I'm, I'm just thinking if there's any math involved in Cherno's HR role uh it wouldn't go over very well. Maybe that's maybe that's why they're they're in the red. Why are
2: all these numbers
0: nines?
3: Uh-huh.
2: What is going on here? Why is everything a nine? Why is everything in the shop priced with a nine? Yeah, I don't. Hmm. It's Someone
6: my new promotional.
2: You. It's new my new promotion. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Speaking of nines, you can get some other games on Steam for uh, ninety nine cents. There's a game called Nyanko dream it's actually 40 percent off so it's 59 cents instead of 99 cents um, it's a more simple danmaku action shooter uh, but the reason I, the reason we're not is it also has a DLC pack for another 99 cents again 40 percent off at the moment so 59 cents um, so yeah really cheap game um, quite simple honestly if you uh, you can take a look at that's uh, Nyanko dream uh, we'll Probably put a link up later as well. A um, couple other games we have Toho Ibunseki, uh, Yaria Dream re, or Dawn Recreation. Uh, it's an early access game, but you can get it now for $14.99, and there's a free demo. Um, so this one's kind of, it reminds me a lot of like 100% Orange Juice. It's a digital board game, uh, sort of a 2.5 dimension view, kind of a, you, you kind of imagine what that is. Um, Combined, there's pixel art and it's combined with illustrations um some of the illustrations are done by artists you may have heard of like ideolo luko 7 dr rococo um and right now it's only available in japanese but it's uh it, you know if you're kind of into digital board game like games um i know quite a few people here and elsewhere that are also into to toho or would listen to our station are into games like 100 percent orange juice so i thought it was worth the mention here
1: as well yeah, it says here it's a, a classical Monopoly-like game.
0: Yeah. So,
2: Whoa, wait, hold on, Toho Monopoly?
1: And it says uh, the game will come with uh, twenty plus characters, but it looks like on their uh, promotional uh, work, there's still a uh, couple two becoming soon boxes, so they're probably still working on it for sure. Well, it's so yeah.
4: question: What loses friends faster, one hundred percent orange juice or Monopoly?
2: Okay, hold on. How fast? Its question is: <laughs> How fast do you want to lose? friends? That's the question. Because Monopoly's a slow bird because the games take out. That's true. If you swap over to OJ, OJ, you lose a bit about maybe like an hour, 90 minutes. I mean, it's it's all about that. Mario, Mario Party is the quickest, in my opinion. It's like 15 minutes. First minigame, you are already just. You Denouncing of, each other You people. kind
0: of know where the lines get drawn
5: in the sandbox. Yeah. 15 lose minutes is still too slow. <laughs> now let me introduce you to Sonic carts. Oh boy. Wait,
2: what? <laughs> Hold on. Sonic. It's DMJ. It's DMJ Sonic with racing you, can... is worse than Mario Kart? <laughs> oh. Be, is there be... like a blue shell in that game that's worse?
0: Kind of.
4: DMJ, I can lose you with orange juice in ten seconds as soon as you realize I picked FOFO.
2: Yeah, that's that it's true.
4: And then DMJ draws three delta fields?
2: Yeah, three no four delta fields. <laughs> four delta I already had fields. I already had two in my hand.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, and then the other one we have um came out in August, but it got a DLC this month. It's called Ephemeral Unnatural Balance. It's your classic Don style fan game featuring uh, some different characters, uh, like Rin Satsuki, Katsuni Baraki. Um, the idea is the strong and the weak have basically changed places. There's some incident, presumably, that happened that made it so. And uh, at this, because of that, Raymu is no more powerful than a common fairy. So it's up to a normally weak character in the Toho universe to save the day.
2: Oh man, sure having a field day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so... she will
0: not shut up. If you look at the trailer, there's like a, like towards the end, there's some like, um, some, like, I am the 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 fiercest, or you, you don't want to fight the strongest character, and of course like,
4: how much do you want to bet it's Cherno? Oh yeah. Be- <laughs> yup. Like
2: in my, in my, what
4: they in my head. What they must.
2: In, my, in my head, cherno made this.
4: Yeah.
2: This is a cherno made fan fiction.
4: Oh my
0: goodness.
2: With uh, her as the ex boss, it is oh.
0: 9.99. By the way, so you're okay, oh hey, that the game is 9.99. So uh yeah so hold up hold,
2: whoa 9.99 yeah. uh-huh. hold up I have to do I have to do some math really quick why okay never mind <laughs> I d- never mind okay. I was about to say if it also came out I, I now notice it said August I thought it came out in September
1: Oh, sure. for some
2: reason and uh-huh. I was like oh.
0: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Then there would be something there for sure. One other, they they know.
0: One other Toho game that came out, um, or is not out yet actually. It's um, well now depending on how you look at it, it originally released as a trial in 2014. Um, it was actually released in 2015 during Comic Con 88. Uh, Gensou Skydrift is coming out for the Nintendo Switch. I guess technically it's being ported. Um, I played the demo once and then
4: never looked at it again.
0: Yeah, well, it's so it's a thing. It exists. Um, what's interesting is apparently this port was developed in part for the Switch by some former Mario Kart Double Dash dubs. That's according to Nintendo Life and Variety. Uh, you got 20 different characters, 15 different maps and it's kind of silly especially if you listen if you uh look at the trailer gameplay features a double dash style dual character system so you get to pick two characters at a time and the mechanic is you can swap characters mid-race and that might have some strategy depending on their different stats and whatnot um the Hold way on. the way it works let me finish characters I'm... ride one another like <laughs> surfboards one character flies and the other stands <laughs> on their back in mid-flight
3: <laughs>
4: Oh,
3: I'm just imagining that in my head.
2: I'm just like, how would, okay, hold on, how would the switch work? Like, when you're swapping characters, like, you just, like, hold on, I'm going, I'm going to be the one that rides you, and then they swap, and then... Like, what, does the other person just fall? Like, how does this work? <laughs> Everybody's riding each other like surfboards. No,
0: so they, the, the rider becomes the flyer and vice versa. So the, the, they, they they both fly for, like, somewhere in the middle. And then the former flyer becomes the surfer, the person standing on the other's back.
2: Now, I want to know. If you're a formal, former Mario Kart double dash dev. Uh-huh. What makes you want to make the same game again with Toho characters?
0: (laughs) Like... So, well, okay, so the original game, I don't think had... I I don't actually... This isn't really particularly clear. If the the Double Dash devs were just involved during the port, or if someone who was on that team originally uh, was involved in the game's original creation back in 2014, 2015, um, that I'm not sure on. But... Um, either way, the allure probably comes from the having done a similar concept before, for Double Dash. Especially Double Dash.
2: Double Dash is like the pinnacle of. Actually, I think it's the only Mario Kart game on GameCube.
1: Yep. Hmm. I can't That's think right. of another I used to play Mario that all the time.
2: Because I think after that was Mario Kart Wii, yeah, and before that. There's Mario Kart 64, I think. Yeah. Well, so there was no other Mario Kart. 8. How did oh. we? How did we get Mario to- Kart DS? Mario Kart DS.
0: Yeah, so you have all those because somehow we got to Mario Kart 8.
5: Right. Doing the math in my uh, head. If there there was a, a. There was Super Nintendo. There was Game Boy Advance. There was n 64. There was GameCube. There was DS. There was Wii. There was Wii U. That'd be eight, right?
0: So, yep. that, so that's seven, and then the eighth one would be eight. Yeah. So, wow. Well, there you go. But wait, hold on. Wii U would be yeah. I kind
2: of. Wii U seven. would be eight. Wii U would, yeah. Wii U is eight though.
0: Hmm.
1: Yep.
2: So, where was where's the missing Mario like, Kart? game? So
0: you said you said DS, but I think there was one for Guys. advance as well or something.
3: No, yeah.
2: no. Well, there is one for advance, but I also think that there's one. For um, Virtual Boy, wasn't there one for Virtual Boy? That's
1: a stretch. All right, time to do some research. Oh,
2: there was only like I think, I think if I remember the LTT episode, they said there was only like 21 or 27 or 27 uh, games developed for um, Virtual Boy, but only like a handful made it. Hmm,
1: okay. Okay, so these are the ones. It's uh, Mario Kart for the SNES, Mario Kart 64, Mario Kart Super Circuit. It's for the GBA, huh? Um, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Kart DS, Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart 7, and then Mario Kart 8 and Deluxe.
2: Yep, so yep, 8. Now right. I count 8. Cool. I guess Super Circuit is the one that we were missing. Maybe. <laughs> All right, cool.
0: Um, well, that is... That's that, basically. Uh, again, so Skydrift will be coming out, uh... You know, despite my infinite knowledge, I did not actually write a release date for that one. But it should be out uh, soon.
2: yeah, if it's... if I, I bet you, if you go to... If you guys go to the eShop and then go to Coming Soon, I bet you it's in the Coming Soon.
0: Yeah, it, it's coming soon actually i tried going to their website and i wasn't able to view it because it's just a giant flash thing and i don't use flash i don't have flash at all so i don't think anybody uses flash anymore
1: well, flash yeah. is gonna be dead soon
0: yeah <laughs> When when is flash getting discontinued is it next year i think it was officially 2020 so next year man the internet's gonna be different Yeah, grab your standalone Flash players while you can, so you can save all the like classic Toho Flash Mm -hmm. animations and stuff. Bro, like that's like Iosys. Just like think of that. You know how many animations they have out there, and now they like circles still make animations. It's just no longer in Flash, obviously.
1: Yeah, Flash kind of had this appeal too, where the way that certain characters were animated in it just kind of yeah kind of hard to replicate nowadays.
2: Man, just going back to like my old school, like thinking back to my old school days, like in middle school, like stick figure, the, st- the Flash stick figure yeah, videos, all the different, cards. my brother, all out, the cartoons playing
5: Cartoon Network. Ed and Eddie was in Flash, I think.
2: What was Ed and Eddie Flash?
5: A lot of those old cartoons were. Holy
2: mm-hmm. cow! I can't even imagine that because the way that. They made Ed and Eddie look. It looked like almost like a flip book because the way the outlines like
0: undulated. Do you remember Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Yeah, I remember. We were
2: were mm -hmm. talking about this last night.
0: That felt like it had that same sort of animation style.
2: I think Foster's Home was Flash, but I think it was like one of the last show to do. Yeah, Maybe. Because after that they tried for a while to do live action and that turned out to be a disaster.
0: Andrew WK. <laughs> All right, got a couple songs just around the corner here. First one coming up is from Yuhei Satellite, and then after that we've got a remix and isn't a remix of Clock Up Flowers. Um, so we'll look forward to that. And afterwards we'll be back right here in Cancel Live Number Eighty Six. listening to so Radio Live number 86 tonight. We're back here once again. And, uh, yeah. You know? Yeah! We're, mm-hmm. just, we're just chilling, having a time. There's a couple other game topics we haven't yet covered. Uh, did you know that if you have a single-player game that has local co-op, you can now play that local co-op game remotely via Steam Remote Play Together?
2: Isn't that going to be part of their new cloud streaming system where they're going to try to bring in um, all the other cloud services and bring it down into
0: one air, like place for you? The consolidation platform? I don't I don't know. Yeah. I haven't actually really heard anything about that.
2: I, it's like this weird thing that they're doing where essentially, like, I don't know if you guys uh, know about uh, GOG 2.0 where they're trying to consolidate all the launchers in the one. What Steam's trying to do is consolidate all of your cloud streaming services in the future into one. Hmm. So like your Stadia, your um, Xbox, xCloud, and I guess whatever Steam's going to do because they're launching their own thing on top of that.
0: (laughs) Man, interesting. Remember remember Steam
2: boxes? (laughs) Uh... That's what I imagine here.
0: Uh, <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was a good idea. That was an idea. Hey,
2: yeah, actually, those ITX computers were not bad. Some of them.
0: Yeah, um, and then you have Intel NUCs, which are, I think, more versatile anyway. So. And don't have a proprietary
2: Linux-based OS on top of it.
0: Well, you can get that separate anyway. I could very well put SteamOS on my box if I wanted to.
2: Okay, question. Did Anybody you know, actually use SteamOS?
0: I, I have not, but I have a use case where I've actually been pretty tempted to. Um, I've got a desktop computer. It kind of looks like a home theater PC. It's running, I think, Windows 7 or 8 or whatever, but um, it, it just sits in this little TV stand, to connect to my HTC Vive, and that's an area set up in a different room, and it's always just there. So, um, I've been tempted to just say, you know what? Let me get that that Windows key back and maybe use it for something else at some point in time, and just try out SteamOS. I haven't done that yet, but maybe I will. Hmm. I
6: want
2: to, I want to, because I've heard things about SteamOS. I don't know if they're good or bad things, but I wonder how I the, don't know if- things like video drivers work. I be... it's an, it's like, uh, well, it would be the same th- same way you would have to go through Linux drivers. And from my understanding, it's like NVIDIA is better with Linux drivers than AMD because they just, I guess,
0: anticipate more Linux users on NVIDIA. Hey, OK, so people, by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet. We're about halfway through the show. Oh, there's a thing I need to do. Uh People in chat, discord.gg gr, if you want to join the chat, by the way are saying stadia hey you know google is trying okay guys google is a company they're a small they company exist. they're a small company
2: They are, run they are by... an upstart that are trying to get into the business they are pulling themselves up from the bootstraps they definitely did not put millions of dollars had, millions
0: maybe even billions of dollars they in. had to call up their friend vinny for a small loan of a million dollars and they're trying to make stadia work okay
2: I mean, it's a very powerful controller. Yeah.
0: It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. How do I fit a graphics card in there? That's amazing. Okay. Uh, so I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, you could use it on kind of every Google thing out there. I mean, you could get it, you could get it except on the new Chromecast 2 but your Chromecast's overheat. And, and then if you got the Chromecast 2 still can't get it yet. Even if you pre-order,
0: there are like reports then, from people saying that they were playing for somewhere like three to four hours and their Chromecasts were just turning off because they were overheating.
1: I heard, I heard
2: <laughs> actually a, a report that somebody who was trying to use their um, built-in Chromecast on their TV actually had like their TV catch fire.
1: Ah uh, man, well, I would love to see that just. Video proof, just well. The funny,
2: the funniest part about it is because the the fault they said was because well, the Chromecast wasn't designed to get that hot, so the the TV manufacturer never put a cooler by the Chromecast, so it just got hot, got hot, got hot, blew up, caught fire.
6: Yeah. Uh, Take it,
1: please.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to countries and listeners, because that's the thing we should do at this point. Right now we've got a collection of listeners from the following countries. Australia, Belgium, Canada, Finland, France, Germany, Honduras, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Latvia, Mexico, Moldova.
3: Mm.
1: Uh,
0: Moldova? Yeah, that's one that's not normally here. New Zealand, Norway, Romania, South Africa, Sweden, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And we've got a small list of listeners here. More people than this are listening. This is just the people who are logged in right now. We've got Llama and Seriform, Applied Arctan, Arani, Crimson, Emu Rock, hey, uh, Flat Bartender, uh, Prunkles, Sesmog, Wanamingo, Chris1, Caranto B, Ma, Nos Forever12, and Sour Limon. It's like lemon, but with an extra E. Mm. So thanks, everyone who's listening out there. Uh, once again, mm-hmm. you are listening to Gensokio Radio. You can tune in via our website, gensokio.net, or we also have a mobile app. Just look for Gensokio Radio on any Android device, and you'll find us out there. So there we go.
1: Google, um, that app is good, you guys. Definitely use it.
0: It's the dope. Well, thanks. It's very good. It's, uh, it's tough. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of where we are with things. Actually, no. Hey,
2: hold on. Before... I actually think I've, I, I had one gripe about the app, and this is just me, and this is just me nitpicking. Mm-hmm. But if I plug my phone into my my car, my car does not pick up any metadata. It just says your Radio on my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's just me nitpicking. And, I just, and I'm trying to figure out, like, is that a Bluetooth problem? Or is that my problem? Or is it something we can fix in the app? Because I think that Bluetooth, would be really cool.
0: So the latest build that's out there, which is an older build at this point, um, Bluetooth is its basically experimental. It's fairly flaky. Um, it it is very flaky. It's meant to sort of just see what works for people because it's really difficult to test for interacting with Bluetooth, especially in my case, because the way that I had to do it, and I explained this in a previous show too, <laughs> was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I test, or I, I develop at my desk, I put the test build on my phone, and then I go all the way over to the garage, which isn't that close, and I sit in my car, and I connect it to my car, because it's the only thing I have that can give me the things like the metadata, and obviously make sure it's connected, and, you know, actually, the screen that Pyro Martian, he has the same car as I do, actually, so that's exactly what my screen would look like. An artist and an album. Here's the thing. When a song changes, that should update. Um, I don't know why it doesn't display the title, artist, and album when you first connect it to Bluetooth, but it should update on the next song change. That I have seen happen before, so eh, maybe try that. Tell me if it works or doesn't for you. I do have to tell
2: say if you are a for if you got a Ford vehicle with a with Ford's latest version of Sync. That, against Sokyo Radio and artist and album, album art that it just pulls from the ether oh, no. is gorgeous.
3: <laughs> it's so
2: funny. And then there are some, like, prime, prime picks that it gets because SICK was not designed to pick up Japanese. So, it like, you'll be listening to something Japanese and then on the screen would be like, why is there Jimi Hendrix on there?
3: <laughs> like, it's I am your latest listening Jimmy Hendrix album. Otome,
2: and it is Jimi Hendrix yeah. as the picture. Or like what was the what was the one that it really got me? It when it when I was listening when it was um uh, what was it? It was like some sort of felt song. And then what popped up on the screen as genre was extreme music. And I was just like <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. man and that's not a problem with the app. That's just for not no, knowing how to grab just, metadata from the yeah, ether. Third.
0: Just trying to to grab something for you, and it will not make sense. Um, Third. So beautiful. Whatever. There there are many different, like, database companies that are specifically for taking whatever metadata X throws at it and returning Y. And sometimes Y is not equal to X at all. It's never the same.
2: Um, good example. Go listen to metal music on Spotify. It's all electronic music. According to all of it <laughs> or urban, or international, never, never rock or metal.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we're going to get into this. Uh, we've got a question from someone on our discord chat named useless. Hopefully you're more useful than your name implies, but, uh, they ask, uh, your Android phone. Um, they linked an image of the UI where if you play our app on the phone, uh, you can go do other things. You don't have to keep the app open. Uh, in order to access it, you pull down the little task bar, and there's a little thing that's there It that says the song it's playing, the album art, and it's got a stop button there. So pretty handy. Um, so what you're seeing there is something that has to be there because the player runs in something called a foreground service. And the foreground service is what basically keeps the connection alive otherwise um, if we didn't have that if it were just a regular service um, when if you just set your phone aside and you go do other things eventually um, garbage collection or you know various processes on your phone that help to keep uh, other applications from using battery when they're not actually being used will just get rid of the app and the music would stop playing so it has to run in something it's a little more at the four, a, a foreground service. Um, mm-hmm. Foreground eclipse. What? Yeah. So what you're seeing there is the thing that has to be there for that service to be alive. When you hit the stop button, it ends the service, which also ends playback. Uh, in order to start it again, you have to go back into the app. Um, if so, I know apps like TuneIn uh, do have some sort of like option to to pause or stop, and they'll keep it there. But what I've found is it gets kind of annoying, honestly, because uh, sometimes you can you can just swipe it away and it'll go away on its own, and sometimes you can't because it'll be a little confused about whether it's actually playing or not. The difference is yeah. if you so what's interesting if you are playing the app on your phone and you try to swipe that notification away while the app is playing, you can't. That's how you know it's a foreground service notification. So, by the way, um, I guess what I could do because they're asking, well, hey, you know, can you just have it stay there and have a play button there? Um, I guess I could, but I'd have to like get rid of that notification and then generate
1: another one, and then just have that be there. So, that's an idea. I will keep. Maybe that. have a little X in the corner of the uh, little bar so that you can like, click. Well, you, you click out of it. You would just. Swipe, well, not. You would just swipe it away.
2: Yeah, I swipe yeah. it away because I don't think that's that's an old version of Android. That was actually back in my S5. That was the, and the then little
0: X. But They also mentioned something about a, a pause button. That does not make sense in the context of yeah. a streaming station. So Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, the native um, functionality when you're developing for Android is that you can have a combination play-pause button. In fact, this is one of the things that makes it really difficult to develop for Bluetooth because Bluetooth has a native function or button or whatever that's a play-pause function but we don't want you to be able to pause the station because then your live information and the actual music that you're going to hear when you decide to play it again would be out of sync. There are ways to compensate for this and it'd be really a lot more convoluted than I want to deal with. So it's just play the station or not. So yeah, just it's, stop or start button. Part of it is trying to work around what we have to deal with. And that's just where that's at, so yeah. Okay, I wasn't expecting to go down that uh, road, but we went there. Yeah. All right. Good job. Yeah. There's a yep. couple other... Oh, new things. Um, let's see. I got to shuffle my music a little bit, but we've got a couple of other uh, newer things that uh, we've been working on just GR side. So... Actually, before I get into that, I'll keep going. Uh, the API... ...is an interesting topic. Um, we were developing a thing to be able to work with certain Discord bots like Gensokyo Bot. And if you don't know, it, it, it's funny because people come into our Discord server thinking that we designed or developed and maintained GensokyoBot. We do not. GensokyoBot is a fan-made <laughs> bot. Currently, it, it was, I think, initially created by someone else and right now it's it's being maintained by someone called 6A. We've called them out on here before because they are a fairly regular listener. Um, so we've been working with them a little bit to get something that can interface in a couple of extra ways. For example, um, people people always ask the question, is there a bot that I can have in my server that can play KonsoQ Radio? And we always have said just don't do that, just listen some other way, because usually listening through Discord is not going to be as good of quality as you're just, if you're just listening through the site or the app or whatever. So we recommend that, um, but turns out, if you have a Discord bot, it is possible to have that bot stream in a Discord channel in stereo, despite most users and things not being able to do it. It's, just, it's limited to mono so it would sound a l- at least a little better hopefully uh, passable so we're, we're working on something for them to be able to report how many people are listening with Gensokyobot, which is important because uh, if ginsokyobot serves ginsoki radio to listeners in discord um, we can only see the one connection that Gensokyobot has to our server this is what's called a, a listen server, effectively it's anything that takes our stream, or any radio stream for that matter, and rebroadcasts it in such a way that it we can't see the listeners of the listener, if you know what I mean. So uh, so one thing we're developing for that is an API which will be able to have GensokuBot effectively report the listeners back to us and then it would be okay because right now listen servers are against GR terms of service we don't like them we want to be able to see who's listening for stats reasons and for being able to tell other people how many people actually listen Um, if someday in the future we were to have something like I don't know advertisers or sponsors or something we'd want to be able to say accurately this is the number of people we have listening the other thing, which is maybe a little more interesting for you guys, is for the same bot, we're also developing an API to be able to allow people who use Bots to rate songs within Discord. So the, so the way that that would work is you would get an API key tied to your ginsokyradio.net account. In fact, you can go right now onto the website Uh, If you log in, there's a new account page in the upper right-hand corner, right next to the sign-out link. There's an account link, and in that page, there's a way to obtain an API key. Don't share this API key with anyone else. What it's for is nothing right now, but what it'll eventually be for, is you'll tell GensohyoBot what that key is. It'll make a link between your GR account and you on Discord, so that you, on Discord, can rate a song, and it'll know what listener, what user on GR, uh, rated that song. So, another way to rate songs. Which is pretty cool, because the only other, like, it only came out this year, uh, through our app, that you were able to rate a song and something else other than the website. Now you can do it through the website and the app. And hopefully soon, Discord. It's probably not going to be this year though, We um, hopefully like early next year is what I'm kind of guessing or predicting. Um, the sort of roadblock we're running into now is that I've got my API and they're developing for it and they need to talk to the API but they're not able to make that work even though some test things they've used to make sure the connection works, works and then the actual thing they're developing doesn't. So. They say it's on my side, I say it's on their side, and we're kind of in an impasse, so that's kind of uh, what that's about. Um, Dev problems. Yeah, no, um, so LunarBot is just a reporter. Uh, if I cared to develop something extra for LunarBot, then I guess it, would, it could be in there. But ultimately, uh, I don't see it happening, mostly because LunarBot runs on a deprecated framework that is no longer supported, so. No. We have some other questions in here, so I guess I'll answer these too. Uh, Will it integrate with LunarBoss playing commands? I don't really see how uh, the playing command is just to report what's currently playing. Um, And do you want to see what your rating was? Um, The way that... So, 6A did something really fancy, is if you say you want to rate a song, you tell GensokiBot you want to rate a song, it'll PM you, at least this is the way it currently works, it could change, but it'll PM you and say, what do you want to rate the song? Or, you know, like, this is the song that you're trying to rate, what do you want to rate it? And then you click an emote, 1 through 5. Um... And then once you click on it, it gets rid of the message and it says you've successfully rated this song this number. So it'll give you feedback about what you rated the song and exactly what the song was. Sometimes if you're like towards the end of a song, the next song will start playing and then it'll pull information for that song. So it's just trying to make sure that you're rating the right song, if you know what I mean. Right, okay. I don't see any other questions. So that was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of the app a little bit, um we've mentioned some translations that are coming in uh we have multiple translations right now uh the app is translated into many um quite a handful i don't i don't have the number right in front of me right now but uh right now we've got uh, completed but not yet in the current version of the app we've got dutch portuguese turkish and chinese um we had someone who told us some time ago that they were working on thai i haven't heard from them in a while we don't have anything from them yet. And then we are still looking for someone to help us translate the app into either Japanese or Korean. Because those are two other fairly large listener bases that don't yet have native language access to the app, so. uh, If you want to help translate the app, you can just PM me in Discord, that's Lunar. So that's about that. And yeah, all the translations we have up to this point have been submitted by volunteers, and that's pretty awesome. they're they're credited on the app store page in the in the uh build notes and stuff and so you're you're there in history forever as long as those notes are up there This is kind of cool uh let us know Mm. (sighs) all right uh one other thing i think we have zara here right Hmm? so you recently took a little trip yeah you wanna (laughs) you wanna tell us about that uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell the world about my love of My My.
4: The, the short of it is that I went to a con specifically to play a video game.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Are you. Did you legitimately
0: go to New York? To just play My My? Yeah. yeah. And he met, he met Nelson too. <laughs> well, Nelson
4: was there too, huh? Well.
2: I mean. I How how far how far is NYC from, from, from Is it
4: that uh, like hours? It's about five hours and half of that is sitting in New York traffic.
0: DMJ, I don't know if you were around for this. Where did you go? Like North Carolina or something before? Like earlier this year?
4: Let's not talk about that.
0: Okay. Well, Zara took a similar trip to a place farther away than New York. <laughs> did you the very much- the Wait same a minute! Thing.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear about this one! <laughs> Hold up. Okay, I can get going. You were busy being dead. I'm only, saying,
0: I'm only saying this because it was mentioned in a previous show. This is already out there, so.
4: You were busy being dead. Uh, otherwise, I would have actually stopped by.
2: Hold on. Wait a minute. So, let me, let me get this straight. I drive eight hours to go play Airsoft for three days. You fly south? No, drive. You drove, you drove to North <laughs> Carolina. To go play bye bye, <laughs> from Massachusetts. I
4: would have stopped by where you lived if you were alive.
2: I'm not upset about that. I'm just like, is bye bye to you? Where you have to drive across the Mason Dixon line <laughs> to, to go play bye bye.
4: Hey Dixie, it was pretty fun. Mm. Yeah. Stop
2: by any 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 cool gas stations.
4: Uh, is isn't just half of the south just covered in cheats?
2: Yeah, not really. Actually, once you get closer to my end, it's mostly you got Dongermart. You have, um, you have a lot of Thornton's. Thornton's is like the jam. Thornton's. All right. Yeah, Thornton's the j- Thornton's is awesome. Circle K. Uh but Dongermart. Dongermart's the best. It's like it's like the ultimate like hole in the wall gas station that sells like the best fried chicken and the best breakfast sandwich.
4: You'll have to take me. Hmm. Um, I'm just
0: poking at Nelson, who's in chat, because uh,
4: uh, yeah, Nelson, Nelson's the guy who introduced us to Mai my, my, yeah. uh, when we while we were in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, He's like the actually decent player around here.
0: Yeah. No, he, um, it, mind-boggling. Uh, he, he gave us a demonstration of the game um, back in, in Tokyo in 2017. Gosh, that was an experience.
1: Anyway. I'm just watching this video, like, my eyes kind of glazing over the whole thing. Like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. You know... That's a lot of talking for one break. Um, we've got a couple of uh, songs coming up here. So we've got something from the album Spill Over. Uh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Yep. And then something from... Oh, I guess in reverse order here. So something from the album Roots, that's Tom Sen And after that, something from Spill Over. Uh, so we'll get to that. We'll be back in just a little bit. Give ourselves a little break here before we return on Gatsuki Radio Live number 86.
7: to me that the echo tama tama beautiful day i am the best of to you need itsu i going i'm going no natsu ni chotto kōri i だってそれはもうずっともらなしバドにゴバヴロをlevo もう笑っ誰の間に明確なサイン悲しい話のはずなのにキリが腹立た君が笑い話して Move aside, yo. I'm not you. You're not me. Yes, we どう全部まで覚えては I imagine bokinatte uketomete kureru give me no no 胸にある心臓君とは違う振動 janai
0: Soaky Radio Live Number Eighty Six. Not quite the conversation brewing up uh, the backstage here. Not sure about what, but we are back to the front of the stage, not backstage. So what's going on?
2: Oh, we were talking about uh, we were talking about like, oh yeah, you could uh save uh GameCube memory cards using a homebrew Wii and Dolphin.
1: Uh, so, like, games like F0GX, you can't, like, as is, you can't copy to another memory card.
0: Yeah, you're right. Dolphins have a good memory. So, that's a thing. Oh, that's. Uh, I see where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Woo! No. All right. One quarter of the show remaining here. If you haven't yet joined us and you're just listening to the sound of our voices, you can join the conversation and Discord at discordgg gr. And usually towards the end here, we I mean, questions are kind of good. Um, the question that Wanamingo asked, does this smell like chloroform to you, is not a question I would typically a- answer on this program, but uh, other questions could be. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What is
2: Wanamingo doing, and how much money is he making selling organs? That's when I see how that is.
0: Yeah, or, or, or the question, well, it's not really a question. Uh, 144P asks... Uh, I heard the handsome radio man, and I came here to marry him. Where is he? My question to um, you is, which one? Ooh. I'll let you get back to us on that one, because it takes a little <laughs> while to,
1: to get this. Better to be making the right choice. Your
0: ears, and then you type. Okay, you know, delay. Anyway, so yes. while they're thinking on that, uh, let's get to some things we've talked about over the past month here. We mentioned this thing about making hoodies, doing something that's going to be warmer for the colder months so that you're not as cold, but it has GR on it in some way, shape, or form. And so we came up with a design. We drafted a design. We put it out there in a a couple of different, um, polls or sort of queries, and we've got some responses, um... We went with a different kind of design, a different design that we, you know, it's like we went with something that sort of mimicked the university style of hoodie, the varsity style of hoodie. And this is something i had been thinking of for like the past couple of years. We just haven't bothered to really put it into action. So we started to get the ball rolling and we put it out in front of people and we got feedback and people aren't too crazy about the idea. Like it was basically half of the people polled, um, kind of thought it was pretty all right. The other half was kind of like meh. We had a bunch of suggestions for different colors and things, but I think one of the biggest roadblocks to getting this thing off the ground was the sheer price. I'm going to be upfront about all of this to you because the chances of us actually going with this particular provider are slim to none for this particular product. For For 80 units, that's 80 hoodies... Uh, with the printing and the embroidery that we were asking for, I was hoping that it was going to be around maybe forty dollars a unit for for us to just get it ourselves. Not the price to you guys, uh, because with screen printing, that's just your, your basic the same kind of printing that every other thing that we've had before has. Um, it would be about thirty-ish dollars, thirty-two dollars, depending on how many you get. Um, what the quote we got back ended up being was not 30 or $40, but like 60 So Ooh. that's $60 per shirt, and that's the price to us, before we even have the chance to put it in your hands. So um and of course we're trying to make a little bit of money off of this because it's supporting the station and stuff so we can't sell it for 60. shipping is a thing too so and a lot of times we'll we'll cover the price of shipping to folks in the us which isn't really free it's just baked into what we would normally get otherwise so uh we're talking 70 to 75 dollars already and at that point it's just an expensive hoodie you're really going to want to have like want the the design and be a, a big fan of what you're getting um, to pay that much for it and with the response that we got that's just it didn't invite confidence so um, so that design is officially out the window unless we can find there might be a chance that there's a there's a provider that can do it for cheaper and sort of a similar style but ultimately we can't do that because it costs too much and people weren't crazy about the design so um, so here's design idea number two and I mentioned this a little bit before uh, I think to someone yesterday who was asking about it but what if and I guess I can't really reference the mock-up because it's a visual thing on a radio program but uh, you've got a hoodie and you've got our logo it's a circular you know the the Tory logo um, what if you just stuck that where you would normally stick like a like a name tag kind of thing you know kind of just a just a basic logo kind of thing, although a little bigger than, you know, say like maybe three to four inches, you know, maybe like three inches in diameter or something like that. Just just a nice little like embroidered sort of patch thing. What
2: Think of it just to give people a visual uh, like a visual, because I know what you're talking about. To give mm-hmm. people kind of like a visual of this. Mm-hmm. Think of the front of the Discord or Twitch hoodie. Something similar to that.
0: Yeah, except instead of screen printed, it's embroidered. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, So yeah, I thought that'd be pretty cool. And then I got to thinking, well, if we want to avoid the overhead cost of getting uh, a quote-unquote printing method that isn't screen printing, which screen printing generally, especially with the, the company that we were looking at, can be pretty decent quality. It's just like, if you wear it so many times, you wash it so many times, eventually the print's going to crack a little bit and it's just not going to be quite as clean. Um, but embroidery or tackle twill, like we were looking at before, are two methods of putting a design onto a piece of fabric that will span the test of time much better than uh, screen printing. So that's why embroidery was kind of the thing that we were going after for. So I got to thinking, well, why don't, you know, if we're just going to do that instead of having the overhead cost of having a shop do it for us, why don't we just look for a wholesaler? and get a machine, and do it ourselves. And so that's actually something that's seriously being considered at this point. Um, the one thing is, it also coincides with, um, in where I'm at right now, we might be looking for a different sewing machine anyway, so, um, as for when we get the embroidery, or a machine that's capable of embroidery. Uh, that's not up to me, and therefore I don't have an estimate on when it could happen. But when it does, um, we'll be talking more about that kind of design or being able to make things ourselves, and at a much more reasonable price. Instead of being, you know, $70, $80, it would be closer to what you would expect a hoodie to be. Maybe, you know, maybe half that price. Like, that'd be pretty decent, I think. So, So that's what I've got. Um, my update on the hoodie situation, because we talked about that last show, we have talking about it a little bit in between last show and this one, and, uh, that's kind of at a standstill right now, but I definitely do want to find a way to make it happen, it's just not going to, it, like, time-wise, it's not something I strictly control at this point, because, uh, getting a machine that does good quality embroidery is, you know, can be like six to $700, so... And then you can spend much more than that on a, an embroidery machine, um, but yeah. So that's how things are at the moment. Uh, if we if we do have the ability to make, you know, just embroider things, not just hoodies, but like we could order like beanies, hats, just put beanies.
2: That's Gosh. the one. That's the one. Here's <laughs> the beanie
1: overlord. I was waiting. Beanie
0: more. King here. Yeah, Beanie King.
1: Maybe get some like uh, Gensokyo radio patches.
0: And that's another thing too. We could actually attempt to do that. Although I would have to defer to DMJ as to what he'd expect.
4: He Mr. Tactical. A
0: patch. Okay. There,
2: <laughs> there's two ways you could do it. There's embroidered, uh, and then there's PVC. Mm-hmm. PVC lasts longer. Can get wet. Get nasty. The other one doesn't. Yeah. So there's there's pros and cons to both.
0: Yeah. but well, we'd be able to do one, and I mean, if you if you got yours dirty, we just make another one. <laughs> I mean, Ta- tactical Tory. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the name of it, isn't it?
3: Yep. Uh, <laughs> Tactic-
0: tactical tactical Tory.
2: Actually, if we do do it, I had this idea where like I definitely would think we need to do two designs. We need to do like a classic design and then we need to do like a actually three designs. We would have to do a classic design, which is the purple. Mm
3: -hmm. We
2: would have we would need to do some sort of multicam or tan tan for actual people in the armed forces who need one like that.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And then uh, what is it? The muted black where it's kind of like just like a monochrome black, gray, white. So that yeah, when people it, who have to wear like police uniforms. Because I would, if you're making a patch, you have to make it for the people who
0: use patches. Right. And when it comes to the subject of color, that's not actually something we have total control over. Because uh, the logo is ours to use, but there are certain stipulations and conditions. Yeah. So color is one of those things where if it's just the two colors, we can we're probably fine but if it involves putting like a camo pattern in the background that's definitely something we'd have to consult with our artist about
3: yeah mm-hmm.
0: but cool idea nonetheless and I would I'd be down for that I think the trick would be like figuring out exactly what colors because at that point if you're doing it yourself the sky is the limit figure out like literally what color of thread you want Yeah, and just get it like I honestly this idea is pretty neat So yeah, that's the that's that. What about this project spectrum thing? Uh, spectrum is something that has been increasing the overall temperature in the room I'm in about two degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's um. How, how,
2: how many? How many? How many? Is it? Is it
0: turning whatever processor you're using into a space eater? Well, so it's it's not just one; it's six. Oh. Um, but the catch is that most of them are Raspberry Pis. Ah. So, um, so I, I repurposed my old laptop into the, the database station, basically. Um, it's, it's an old laptop. It doesn't have a working battery. I might actually ask for one for Christmas. Uh, but uh, it, it'd be nice to have to, like, use for school once Spectrum is done. I'm not using it for that anymore. But um, I, I digress. Folks, not not everyone might know what Spectrum is, so let me just kind of give you a basic rundown here. Spectrum, Project Spectrum as we've been calling it, is it basically uh, if you are aware of what Shazam is and what that does, uh, you listen to music and you want to identify it, you pull out your device, you record a part of it, you send that back, it figures it figures out what song you're listening to, and it reports back to you. Um, we want to do basically something quite similar, but with uh, Toho and other fan music. So right now, the analysis part, the reason why I've got so many machines working on it is because we're taking our library of music and we're turning it into data so that we Can build a database so that we can eventually take a recording that you or someone else
3: living in
0: a database, turn that into data, compare the data with the other existing data that we have, and then tell you what song you're listening to. I mean, I just the concept is really neat. Um, before Shazam or even like mobile devices were a thing, like when I was a kid, basically, I was telling Nana this earlier, uh, I just I remember having this idea, like, what if you could build a little thing, like, next to Google that said, like, just search for a song, like, look for a song, or, like, what song is this, or you know, something like that, and you just provided a little thing, and it's like, well, you're listening to this song, I just thought that'd be so cool, but of course, like, when I was eight or whatever at the time, I had no idea if this was even humanly possible or at, at all, uh, lo and behold, there is a way to do it, and, uh, the prototype that I put together, it was about a year ago, I think, um, works. So now we're doing the, 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 you know, going full ham, putting a bunch of machines through the process of crunching numbers and generating a database. Um, the tricky part about this is let's see, the last time I looked at the database um, just the number of hashes alone was something like 56 million. Um, and we're, uh, we're not we're not close to being done yet uh, that actually let me type this in i have to look this up, but um, There we go. I can tell you I think the database itself is something like it's in the gigabytes at this point and That's difficult because I just I don't I'm not entirely sure where we would host such a thing or how like it would logistically work because we have to put this somewhere I just don't know where or how if we'd have to have like multiple servers have parts of the database and then we just forward a query to all of them or something i really don't know yet um yeah the the hash table alone is almost 19 gigabytes that's just text data guys like yeah 55.6 million rows um there's another table with 7.2 million rows there's um i mean the the way that I came up with this basically is there's a there's a open paper that you can you can find the download um, actually co-authored by one of the folks that uh, is behind Shazam. So the idea and the way that they do it is similar, but they don't tell you exactly how to build it. They tell you the sort of like high level concepts and stuff. And so this this was like last summer or the summer before or something like that, where I just went through the paper and tried to build piece by piece. Uh, this system, and eventually we made it work. Um, there's probably ways to tweak it and to improve it and stuff, but overall, the the result to, to you guys, hopefully, um, is that next year sometime, we'll put out a relatively simple app that will be capable of recording sections of a song. It'll send that off to a server, and then it'll crunch the numbers, and it'll tell you what you're listening to. And for something like Toho music or maybe like even if we we kind of if that works out really well we kind of expand a little bit maybe just like more kind of like Japanese culture anime kind of you know like th- there's there's various different directions we could go with it but uh, Oh yeah. Toho provides such a large amount of music to work with on its own that's uh that's where we're starting so
2: Yeah Spectrum has been like something I've been really ex- for, ever since I, you told me Toho Shazam, yeah, I'm just like basically. Get me! I'm down. I'm down on it. <laughs> I really want this. And here's because good... I remember back in the olden days where it was screenshot, go to YouTube, look it up, go into YouTube description. All right, there's the actual title. Copy paste into YouTube.
0: Yeah, well, here's the cool thing about it. Um, if you look at like if you have the actual Shazam app on your phone, it takes up like it's got one of the smallest application footprints in, in terms of how big the app itself is. It's like five or six megabytes compared to some other apps out there. I'm, I'm looking at you, like, you know, Azure Lane and stuff like that. It was just multiple hundreds of megabytes, if not more than that. So it's a really small footprint. It just does what it does. And it just works. Yeah, it'd be so cool to get it to work.
2: So. Plus also Shazam has its own TV game show now. So like imagine if Project Spectrum could
0: get our own TV yeah. game show. We well we would yeah, in the form of <laughs> in the form of something like a maybe like twice monthly hosted show on Gensoki Radio's uh, YouTube channel or something like that. That'd be interesting. That'd be fun. Beat,
2: beats Project Spectrum
0: beat Spectrum. Um you know I I've never intended for the final Products to be named Spectrum. That's just—it's literally. Like, I think it was literally code name Spectrum before.
2: I I still am. I'm still digging the idea of honk. I don't remember you saying that. I remember. I re- don't you remember me saying like, man, that would be great if we honk it. Like, just saying honk it. Oh my
0: gosh! What? Cake I- I- honk chat. Honk chat. Honk chat. Uh-huh, that's what I said. Honk, huh? Okay. Um Duly noted, I don't I don't know I mean it it kinda works and you And I like
2: and like you would have the animatic on the screen just right, be a horn.
0: Right yeah, exactly. Right there. Like as it's processing, it's like please wait while we grab your song information. You just ta like the and horns it's
4: just sand and, on and, a bike. and Chen yeah, like, have riding a, a bike. Like on
0: bike, honk, you just honk. just that's it. That's <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe DMJ. I can't. I can't make any promises right now. But that's that is a novel idea. It kind of works, and I'm kind of upset that I didn't think of it myself. But anyway, so yeah. Um, cool. What do you guys think out there? I'm I'm seeing a lot of like cute gifts and things. People are kind of just doing what they want, I guess. But yeah. memes. Yeah. meantime So processing is. In progress, and actually, DMJ, um, I know once upon a time when I first talked about this with you, that you had like a, a multi-core processor or machine or something that could help crunch the numbers. And I'm kind of tempted to see if we can make something work because, as it is right now, uh, let let
2: me know because I'm gonna my be- checks, my, my big bonus is coming in, and my new PC is going to be a thing. I'm going to be getting my new uh, 39 uh, 3950x. Well, here, and I need to get rid of this FX ninety five ninety.
0: Oh, well, okay. Well here, the tricky part about that is like whatever this runs on, it has to be um run Intel on Intel based? Well, Linux. It doesn't have to be Intel or AMD or whatever. Oh.
2: Okay. But it's gotta run yeah.
0: it's gotta run some flavor of Linux.
2: Yeah, you can do that with the FX ninety five ninety. Yeah. But how would how would we make
0: that work? Would you run it locally? I don't know.
2: I, I would have to figure it out because I'm, 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 I'm gutting this system. Yeah. So uh, I would just have to find a new case for it, and then dump it into that case. And then I guess we'll we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Build a script so that DMJ just hits one button and starts working.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like data mining in the background.
0: I mean, it really is. Like, okay, so Bitcoin mining and and really any sort of um, cryptocurrency mining. Has to do, it has everything to do with, with hashes. Well, that's also what we're generating, so it's actually. Wait a minute,
2: hold up. Are you telling me you could develop your own currency right now that you could use on our website and order for everybody out there to help go through all this data through Project Spectrum
1: for Gensokyo you? Tokyo coin? We're
0: Lunar not, coin? We're not making it. Lunar coin? <laughs> okay. No, Lunar coin's taken by. Um, by risk of rain. Uh Genso coin is just not gonna happen. Making your own cryptocurrency is just Moon not a good coin. idea. Please.
1: Mm. Lamp coin. I, I, oh lamp coin.
0: <laughs> chances are you know, I was gonna say chances are someone's thought of it, but not lamp coin. Lamp coin's probably available.
2: Yeah, take lamp coin. <laughs> just everybody gets it it's the the icon would just be
0: a lampshade <sighs> with your head in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, that's what it would be. It wouldn't be anything else. <laughs> just, just, get, just grab the emote, and that's that's your coin. Just kind of make the it currency can, silvery, and, it can, yeah.
2: The currency can only be used at our website and our own and on our Discord, and it's only used for memes.
0: What's the problem though? Like, you know, I, I just answered my own question. I was gonna say, what do we get out of it? Because I, I was like. And then I realized, well... Memes, obviously. No, if we have people help calculate the hashes for the for the database that we're building, they're helping, and the currency on the store would be the way that we pay them back for their help. Of yeah. course, that's purely an idea, and that's not going to happen for certain reasons. <laughs> but Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be... A, it's a good idea. It so, is a... It's a- like conceptually, it's an interesting idea. I kind of like it, but yeah. yeah, but it's not happening. Um, buy emotes with more emotes. Well, I, you can kind of buy emotes. Um, so I've mentioned it, but uh, <clears throat> so d- <laughs> I do want to make a meme economy.
2: I a, well, a totally completely meme-based economy. You, there already is. Well, no, I'm talking like legitimate, like like instead of memes, it's kind of like. Uh, um, I guess a societal currency or a social currency. Mm-hmm. Memes being like an actual currency that you could pay things with. <laughs> like, hey, I have this spicy Harambe meme. Hey, uh, you can trade that for, uh, you know, food.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. Hmm. Um, this meme existed in 2003. Yeah. Hmm, it's not that much. Sure. No,
0: not really. Uh... If you want to help uh, support GR, um, November is a particularly difficult month because it is renewal month and a lot of things get renewed in November so our bill is at least 100 bucks more than it typically is which the grand scale like the 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 scale of things 100 bucks isn't much but for the station it is a significant fraction of our annual cost so um, so we do have a store out there, at againsocure.net uh, slash shop, um, take a look out there, we've got a couple different shirts, we've got mugs, we've got stickers, and if you like what the people behind the station do, you can also support us, that's separate from the station, uh, of course, um, but us as creators at, uh, patreon.com slash media. And over there, um, I guess the reason why G-Cube is on here is because he's one of our supporters, so, um, so
1: thank you for that. Hey, no problem. Woo! I like what you guys do, so I gave you money for it. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, there's a bunch of
0: other folks that support, too. You know, want a mango flat bartender as a Huang G-Cubed, of course, General Coolman, HTF, Assess owner, Kagiro, Zoner, Arani, and Kisone, and a uh, bunch of others as well. That uh, I'm. I don't know, I just have this list in front of me, but uh, yeah, so thanks everyone out there that's helping contribute. Um, yeah, we're kind of towards the end here, but, um, one other thing, I keep getting pinged because it's, uh, there are things to ping me about, but that's fine. Um, so I guess one last thing that we'll kind of mention here before we head out is, uh, Discord Nitro has changed in the last, like, two or three months or whatever, um, where they used to have a whole game library that you could, um sort of dip into and play games for free Uh, there were some some cool things up there Uh, as as a partner i had access to the library, and that is no more so of course discord mentioned that they wanted to be able to fill that in with something they were listening to community feedback to figure out what that thing might be and as it turns out uh, i think as of not that long ago uh, discord nitro subs get three months of xbox game pass for free so if you've got an and, Xbox, which I don't, but many people do, that's out there.
2: Yeah, and th- there's a lot of dope games on there. I was actually I actually have the list up right now. Like right now, Outer Worlds and uh, Rage
5: Two. I'd have to the, double check, but I'm pretty sure the Xbox Game Pass works on uh, the Microsoft 10 or Windows 10 client. So you yeah, it does. You okay. can download if it's uh, a recent game. Uh, I think like uh, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Gears of War. Um,
4: Halo Master X-Box, Chief Collections. It's,
3: yeah, it's Master Chief* collection.
4: Right. So, I didn't actually Now you that. too can, with your Nitro subscription, insult other people's mothers online. Oh boy.
2: Uh, Hearts of Iron. Wow, okay. Dark Side Subnautica. Wow. Okay. There's actually a lot of really interesting Recognizable books. titles. Yeah, sea, of Th- sea of Thieves, that's what's... Oh, hey! Uh, jump Force. People who are into Shonen jump stuff. There it is. Uh, Gears 5, Minecraft. Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket League. Okay. Forza 4. Sure. Uh, for all those hardcore people who are hardcore men and love to be manly men, uh, Lego Star Wars 3. <laughs> I, Yo, I got Jedi on that game.
0: Okay. Okay. I 100%ed that. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, check it out. The build up to that was not what I was expecting the result to be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are not, you have jedi like got jedi rank on every lego
0: all right then as as dmj phases in and out of existence
4: on that I note the crazy. um the the new star wars game is pretty alright
1: yeah I, i've heard very it, good things about it
2: actually this is something i do want to bring up really quick they are bringing ea titles over to steam people
1: oh
0: like uh,
2: star wars fallen order uh, apex legends uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, uh, Need for Speed. I think they're gonna be bringing Titanfall over.
0: Oh boy, okay,
3: they're
2: pretty much bringing and then Sims, Sims as well. So they're actually bringing their their library over. Um, the only and they're also gonna ha- add EA Access on there, but not EA uh Origin uh Access. Okay. Hmm. So nice. uh, so yeah, uh, but they're all gonna be on Steam. Um, Jedi Fallen Order is already out, so you can pick that up right now on Steam. Uh, If you want to play it, it, I prefer it on Steam. So, check it out. I mean, you don't need Origin anymore.
0: Sweet. One last last thing before we actually head out for this evening. There is just about one month left to get song ratings in if you want to help contribute to the top 100 list that we will build after this year is out. And uh, that will be a compilation, as we've done over the last couple of years, of the top 100 Toho songs of 2019. And of course, that is all uh, that that chart that we build is all thanks to listeners like you. So get out there and rate some songs if you haven't before and uh tell us what you think of course that does help us determine sort of what people like what people don't like what we should have more or less of on the station Uh, so it helps in that way too but uh, keep that in mind because you've got just a little more than one month left before the year is out we are already at that side of the year Uh, it's just about that time again We'll be talking a lot more about uh, some additional future things as well as looking at, back at this year in review during our next show in December. Uh, the date is pending on that, so stay tuned. You can, Aside from Discord, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the, the usual, as it were. And uh, that's about it. So thanks once again, uh, g Cube, for being here with us. No problem. I had a fun time. It was great. Yeah, thanks. yeah it was fun. And we've got for Mm -hmm. Nano, DMJ, and Zara, I'm Lunar. And we will talk to you in the next one. Till then.